Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, have you ever wondered how the world's most successful tech companies design and develop the products that have earned the love of literally billions of people around the world? My first guest this morning, Marty Kagan, a technology product manager thought leader, and of course the founder of the Silicon Valley Product Group, is going to give us a masterclass on product design. But first, Marty, you held the role of Senior Vice President for Product and Design with eBay. Start by providing us with an insight into that particular role eBay was one of the original children of the internet, meaning you could not have done eBay before the internet. And he had this idea that you should be able to buy anything from anyone, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We should cut out the middlemen and you should be able to just buy from someone, anyone. And I thought it was a really powerful uh, vision. It was the right idea at the right time. But the challenge was to scale and grow that into a worldwide marketplace. And I, I had a lot of fun doing that. I learned a lot about the power of marketplaces. Of course, marketplaces are everywhere today. But the original one was really eBay. Absolutely. Now, Marty, there is a long list of companies that have been one-hit wonders when it comes to product development. But what is it about the top tech companies such as Amazon? Apple, Google, Netflix, and Tesla to consistently innovate? Yeah, I think that's a great question because that's really true. Most companies are not like uh, Tesla and, and Amazon. Most companies are like you say, one hit wonder. Sometimes we call them one and done. And there's a lot of reasons, I think, for why companies don't consistently innovate. I think there's a lot of things that are important, uh, and, and I have to acknowledge it really does start with the leaders, because the, the, the top of the company, the founders, the CEO, they are the ones really more than anyone else setting the uh, tone and the culture, and, and I would argue that's what they did well. One of the things that's fascinating is that several of the leading founders, the founders of Amazon, Bezos, the founder of um, uh, Apple, Steve Jobs, the, found, the co-founders of Google, Larry and Sergey, uh, they were all coached actually by this executive coach, a guy named Bill Campbell. And he argued to them that most doesn't matter, but what really matters is that you create an environment at your company where people can do good work. And I really think that's the most important thing that's different between those great companies and the rest. And we'll talk more later in the interview about what's involved in creating that specific culture. But first, when a company is starting out on the journey of product development, what process should they engage in to identify and to discover the right product to develop? The good teams are given the room to solve hard problems and then they're given the techniques that they need. We have techniques of uh, that are some techniques that are qualitative, which means it's really driven by our interactions with users and customers, and some techniques that are very quantitative, driven by data. But they're all we have many different techniques in order to try to find a solution that really works. Uh, when we say a solution that works in a tech product, it means it's valuable. People will buy it or choose to use it. It's usable. They can figure out how to use it. It's feasible. We know how to build it with the technology and the 
and the people and the skills we have, and it's viable, which means it can work for our business. It's something that we can afford to market and afford to sell. It's something that's legal. Uh, it's compliant. Uh, it's ethical. These are what we're looking for for viability. Now, you mentioned techniques and principles. So from your insights, what are the latest practices, techniques and principles that today's most successful tech companies employ? Well, the big thing that's really changed over the years, and it continues to change. When I first started uh, in, at Netscape, like I mentioned, was the inter- original internet company, the big problem was there were very few people in the world that were connected to the internet. So we had this amazing technology with very few people using it. And what that meant was it was we were really, even though we had this new foundation, we kind of had to build products largely the old way. Today, that is so different with most of the world's population with a connected internet device, whether that's a mobile phone or whether that's a, a tablet or a computer. And this changes the game. And, and the main way it changes the game is we have so much more data today. If we have a theory of something that might work, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. We can run a test today. They're they're called A-B tests. And the idea is that 99% of our customers will continue to see the old current product, but maybe 1% of them will see this new experiment and will compare the results. We'll compare how well they like it. We'll compare whether they do what they need to do better. And if it works well, then we'll deploy it to the other 99%. If it doesn't work well, we'll say, okay, that doesn't work. We know. Let's figure out why, and maybe we'll take another approach. Most good companies are running dozens or even hundreds of those experiments all the time. And of course, Jane Manning was the product manager of the AdWords team at Google, the product that fuels the Google empire. But from the start, I believe that Jane encountered some pretty strong resistance from both the ad sales team and the engineering team within Google. That's right. And, you know, the the truth is that's a common theme among just about every successful product is never easy. There are always a lot of roadblocks. Uh, I love that Google example because, you know, if you look at Google's revenue, more than 90, I think the last time I looked, it was more than 90 plus percent of their revenue comes from this one product, uh, which was their original um, uh, advertising product. And yes, the engineers were very resistant because they had been honestly working nonstop to try to give people the best search results in the world. And then somebody comes along and says, oh, we want to sell search results. And they're worried that it's going to be bad search results. So engineering wasn't excited. And and even their own sales organization didn't want it because they had a, uh, their strategy was to go to very large companies and sell them uh, the equivalent of banners across the top. And that's fine. But what the founders of Google realized was what about the millions and millions of small businesses that are never going to afford million dollar promotions like the sales organization was going for, but we're also not going to show up in search results organically. And so they knew it was a real problem. 
And Jane, as the product manager, had to figure out a solution to that, um, you know, they, you know, fraught. That was a very difficult problem to solve. But that's what product teams do is they thread the needle and come up with a solution that not only customers love, but also works for the business. In their case, sales liked it, or I should say sales didn't mind it. And engineering actually did like it. Engineering realized that the, the solution they came up with was, uh, was guaranteeing good results, which, which they felt quite proud of. Marty, I do want to speak to you about your new book, Empowered, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Products. What was your goal when writing this book? I started a two-year effort to, uh, to write up those lessons learned from the leaders at these companies. And that's really what uh, Empowered is for. It's, it's aimed at the leaders, the leaders of, of engineering, the leaders of design, leaders of product, and the leaders of companies. So what approach do you advise leaders to adopt when it comes to recruiting and coaching product teams? Well, I try my best to convince them that they will do better if they empower their people. There's a, uh, I have many quotes of this, but Steve Jobs used to say, we don't hire all these smart engineers in order to tell them what to do. We hire these engineers so they can show us what's possible. And I try to explain to them, that's what's really going on. You want to create that kind of environment. One of the things that I learned, because I'm lucky enough to be grown up in, uh, in these Silicon Valley companies, is that Apple, Google, Amazon, their people are, are really the same as the people in other companies. The difference is how they're led, how the people are allowed and empowered to do their job. So I'm trying to convince them that this style of empowering your people is a better style than uh, trying to micromanage them. And what does that mean in practical terms? How do you go about empowering a team in such a way? Netflix is a great example of everything I'm talking about. They were predicated on this idea of empowered teams. And they have a mantra at Netflix, which is lead with context not control. What they're trying to say is don't command and control. Don't boss your teams around. Instead, explain to the teams what problems you need them to solve. Explain to them the business dynamics. Explain to them what your business goals are and let those teams figure out the best way to solve those problems. And of course, you advise companies to develop an insights-driven product strategy, but how was that achieved and how do they translate that strategy into action? The product strategy is really like, how are we going to accomplish our vision? Our vision is normally several years out. How are we going to accomplish that? How are we going to leverage the talent in our company? Because most companies don't have that many people really building these products. So how are we going to get the most out of the people we have? That's really product strategy. And that's really driven by, well, it starts by focusing on what's important. But once you've done that focus, the next thing you need to do is, is really decide how you're going to, lev to leverage to what you know to achieve those goals. And Marty, I'm conscious a lot of our discussion this morning has been focused around the design team itself. But more holistically, I'm interested now in finding out how we build a culture of strong product innovation within the entire organisation. 
Yeah, that's a big question for sure. This is really what, when people talk about a strong product culture, that's really what they're, they're saying. We want the whole company to understand these things. In my experience, this happens when um, it needs to start from the top. So the, the very senior leader, the CEO or your general manager needs to understand the role of technology. They need to really stop thinking of technology as a cost center and start thinking of technology as the core enabler for your business and your customers. And finally, Marty, design is a critical consideration for any product development team. What advice have you got for them? Really, there's three critical roles. First and really most important is engineering. They need to realize that their engineers are not just uh, uh, chess pieces to move on a board, that empowered engineers is really the foundation of modern tech product companies. They also need this role of product management, which is a, uh, which is how you represent, uh, understand the needs of customers and also all the different dimensions of your business. And the third critical area is design. When they hear design, they think that means, you know, make it pretty. That's not what it means. It's way more than that. Um, it's how the whole product works. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Marty Kagan from Silicon Valley Product Group. And Marty has certainly provided us with valuable insights into how the world's leading tech companies approach product design. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.